Welcome to the KREC 89ers podcast. Hello friends, this is Sridhar VS from the KREC 89 ETC batch. Besides being part of the organizing team for the two reunions we have had, I was exploring ideas to connect with our batchmates and I've been curious to know how the friend across the hostel hallway or the one who sat beside you on a Sunday night dinner at the mess or the one with whom you burned a proverbial midnight oil and shared professional dreams or the one who you barely knew as well as the one who went in first and reserved the sack that cheat spot they're doing what has happened to them and how are they doing this is my attempt to get hold of the entire batch over a period of time and share with all of you I'm pursuing some hobbies in the audio photography and video fields. As part of that, I was enticed by the podcast format that offered an intimate environment and at the same time let the mind lapse into nostalgia. I intend to chat up with a batchmate along with some other batchmate interviewers and publish this weekly. Do share this with other batchmates that you're in touch with. With that, we start our podcast. Ah, it gives me great pleasure to start off this series with my good friend and classmate from the fifth standard, Srinivas V from the MEC branch, who was sporting enough to agree to be part of this pilot episode. Hey, Srini, welcome to the 18NRS podcast. Hi, Sridhar. Thank you for uh, having me on this show. It's uh, indeed a pleasure to be part of it. Hey, uh, for benefit of everyone uh, who probably... may have forgotten uh, can you provide some coordinates of yourself of your college student how should our batchmates recall you yes dear uh, yeah first of all uh, between you and me yes we have uh, almost four decades of uh, knowing each other as classmates and friends that's fan- that's really fantastic and um, yeah coming to krec um, um, i am the i am a mechanical 1989 batch pass out so basically uh, joined college in 1985 um i was uh, based out of bangalore which i am still based out of so i came to college from bangalore and um um i was in uh, initially in electrical and then at the end of first year i took a branch change to mechanical uh as far as uh, my presence in college is concerned uh i wouldn't say that i was any kind of a top student so i wouldn't be featuring on the you know on the rank list or anything like that but yeah i kind of uh, dabbled with a bunch of things in college uh, uh, most noticeably um, i played hockey for college and uh, you were my captain in the final year so that's one thing that uh, uh, you know uh, can give some kind of memory um, i also uh, was involved in quizzing and uh, fortunately had the opportunity to manage the quiz club for 2 uh, years in the third and final year along with my uh, with our batchmate harish pujari uh besides that uh, had a had a good amount of role in the in the organization of uh, crescendo in 1989 uh, managing events for crescendo so that gave gave some kind of uh, opportunity for me to be visible around college Yeah uh yeah I, I would say that would sort of uh, define the way people might have remembered me and uh, yeah my nickname was uh, Kilix uh, I think you know that most people will probably know me as Kilix more than Srinivas yeah that's pretty much my introduction of college life yeah 
Yeah. And Srini, what do you do now? Uh, yes, Sridhar. I am. Um, I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I uh, started a business in uh, in uh, Bangalore in 2010. Uh, after completing uh, uh, working in the manufacturing industry for about 20 years after graduation, uh, my uh, my uh, career in the companies was uh, mostly with the automotive component uh, companies. Uh, I worked for Myco, which is called Bosch today. and uh, thereafter uh, delphi automotive systems and uh, uh, i put all of that together and uh, was um, interested in getting into a very technical kind of line as part of my part of a business so today i uh, i own and run a company uh, where we design uh, and manufacture uh, industrial automations uh, machinery manufacturing equipment uh, and my clientele contains uh, a variety of uh, industries predominantly automotive but also other type of industries and uh, the intent of my business is to bring forth couple of things one my own uh, experience as a as a manufacturing operations person and uh, to also bring forth uh, aspects about design which is uh, something that india has not given much importance to so we pride in the fact that we we work on design and uh, and hope to you know put uh, this kind of work out there in the market both uh, domestic as well as internationally hey that's great man i know i know uh, you uh, how you, you've been running or setting this up uh, and how you're working on this yeah i'm familiar but yeah just for awareness of everybody else without i'll just queue you in yeah. uh yeah and and uh, just uh, i know you already mentioned about uh, your stint with myco and delphi uh, so the, were these your you know the, the immediate five years after college uh, was it pretty much these right yes uh, uh, myco was my campus job um, we were fortunate to have uh, myco come to college uh, and uh, um, i spent the first uh, six years uh, soon after college working for myco a uh, great company fabulous experience uh, some of the biggest stalwarts in my uh, in my career i have seen in uh, in myco uh, following that uh, i would say that there was a lot of uh, startup experience for me i uh, i moved from myco to join delphi which had just come into india in 1996 and was part of the setting up of the um, that that particular uh, operations in bangalore subsequently i uh, was able to work through that company and uh, get to a management level and uh, the last stint of 4 years before i started my business was for another automotive entrepreneur in bangalore a private firm uh, where i had the uh, you, uh, you know golden opportunity to set up an operation from scratch so that was the 20 years of career prior to starting my own business for 6 years in myco about 10 years in delphi and about 4 years with uh, this company called bill forge which was the last company i worked for before yeah. i started lucid engineering and delphi if i remember right was part of general motors at that time yes. right so yeah. was some kind of subsidiary or something that that is correct delphi yeah. was actually the yeah. auto components uh, division of gm uh, and it was actually yeah. called the automotive components group acg uh which spun out of gm in the year 1995 as a separate company and uh, though gm remained its largest customer uh, the intent was to right. utilize the resource as well as the capability in order to 
open markets to other customers. So that was the format of uh, Delphi and Delphi had several divisions. Uh, they were into everything. And I was in the division that basically was into drive lines and steerings. Okay. So uh, in terms of uh, your professional achievements to date, uh, what are the one or two things that you're most proud of, Srini? Okay. Uh, uh, one is that uh, I think uh, one of the biggest uh, benefits I had as a professional was that uh, I started my career with a very, uh, let me say, a very benchmark superior company in the area of automotive manufacturing, which is Myco, which is Bosch, uh, where I had the opportunity to work with uh, some of the best engineers in this part of the country. So uh, that grooming gave me a very strong base in, in aspects of manufacturing uh, related to quality and uh, related to technology, right. which got extended when I went to Delphi. And Delphi had this scale, very large scale, being a U.S. operation. And um, uh, I also got the opportunity to move into management in that company. So I was the vice president of operations at right. uh, Delphi Bangalore. Uh, when I uh, worked for them in the last three years of my career with them, uh, that had uh, this uh, this uh, this opportunity to work with customers that was pretty uh, you know good customers like you know Maruti, Tata Motors, and GM and so on. So uh, right. that I would say groomed me into a mix of being technical as well as managerial. So these were the two aspects that I felt I acquired uh, reasonably early in my career which became uh, important when I decided that I wanted to become an entrepreneur. So when I'm uh, now as a, as a businessman, I get the opportunity of juggling between, you know, hands-on work in the shop floor, uh, working with my hands, working with my team directly on the floor. You know, today, even at uh, this time, I, I still enjoy the, uh, you know, hands-on uh, part of work. At the same time, I can quickly switch to the business side of it and engage with customers. So I would say that, that would define my style of doing uh, business and my style of working. Yeah, yeah that's great, uh, Srini. And uh, uh, that kind of leads to the roots, right? And, and that's where all of us come from, at least uh, for the four years, at least from KRC okay. perspective. Uh, how has KRC featured in your career you know, say either subconsciously or even explicitly. Okay, um, I think if I, if anybody uh, asked me the question, what I would uh, kind of describe, uh, I mean, beside the great part of fun and uh, you know the learning and the uh, yeah. you know the camaraderie and the friendships that I built in uh, KRC. If you, if anybody asked me about what ethic I picked up from KRC, I would say that first, uh, first and foremost was irrespective of uh, whatever. Uh, uh, let me let me say entertainment distractions and uh, extracurriculars we had. There was a very strong work uh, work ethic that I picked up from KRC, which was being very serious about what you do, being uh, very thorough about what you do, and uh, it was like school, a very well monitored school in that in, in that respect. So uh, one of the things was uh, you need to know what you're doing, uh, have attention to detail, and I think KRC gave me that aspect besides of course the education aspect and the you know the domain information on you know uh, various aspects of mechanical engineering but that was what i think i picked up from krc the uh, the the ethic of being very serious about your work that i would say is what i picked up from krc right right yeah and uh, 
have you been in touch with the college and uh, what has been your experience yeah i have in fact um, uh, my contact with krc is uh, still quite deep it is deep in many in many facets first and foremost i am connected to uh, most people in in our batch uh, fortunately with uh, the whatsapp groups that we have the community that is still there in bangalore the folks that i can still talk to on the telephone so first is the connect with my classmates second i still have a lot of connect with other batchmates i still have connect with a lot of our seniors and juniors who are in the bangalore area who i interact with both personal basis as well as in professional circles i still have a lot of contact with some of them in professional circles the 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 the, the third thing is that i have been uh, connected to college uh, in some aspects and most interestingly probably a lot of you may not know Uh, i did a project for college uh, in 2019 uh, 20 where uh, there was a tender from college for an, oh, okay. for a, for manufacturing an assembly line for uh, for a new type of motor and uh, i accepted that i accepted oh. to participate and I executed a project so i got a chance to go back to college um, you know respond to the tender get the purchase order uh, work with the mechanical engineering department and you know that whole thing so there was again contact there Yes, and as alumni, uh, we made uh, trips to college twice. Once on the twenty-fifth anniversary, once on thirtieth yep. anniversary. They were beautiful. And at this point of time, I am part of the NITK Entrepreneurs uh, Alumni Group, which operates in Bangalore, where uh, we catch up on uh, you know we catch up on a monthly basis, uh, where uh, folks are there from all batches. Yep. We have people from nineteen seventies, eighties. juniors people have passed out even last year and uh, it's basically for entrepreneurs so we get to hear what other people are doing other entrepreneurs from college are doing i got to share what i do and uh, we have excellent network there so yeah that's my connect with krc yeah. so the uh, uh, the assembly line that you you said you supported last year yeah. or year before uh was that for the for the labs or was it uh, uh was it for some i know the college has a lot of different cells in industry facing cells nowadays uh, for what oh, okay that, uh, yeah. okay what that was for a private it? firm uh, and that private firm was um, had a government grant and the grant was uh, in partnership oh. with krc and they needed a line and okay, okay. Uh, we came forward to manufacture that line and college became the agency to interface okay. between the 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 company which today has the asset with them but it belongs to the books of college so i did it on behalf of college for a client in bangalore oh okay so that that's a i think that these kind of engagements were not there when we were no, around no so we didn't have these uh, we didn't ha- i think college did not have much of yeah. industry engagement maybe they were Uh, i think civil had some uh, some you know larger projects outside of uh, college but i think in mechanical i don't recall having a lot of industry involvement today there is industry involvement between college and industry i mean between college and uh, you know many industries i see that even in visits to college i see a lot of other industrial yeah. presence inside our labs and other places yeah also uh, i know with uh, the ongoing covid situation also i think uh, uh uh some of the departments there have been very active in trying to come up with uh, solutions for healthcare and so on uh, i read about it quite a bit yeah i think 
the college is much more uh, in the ecosystem right now uh, other than just a pure academics uh, kind of a zone true, true. that is right that is right yes yeah Okay, Srini, uh, moving slightly away from uh, academics, uh, moving more to your personal stuff. Uh, so uh, tell us about okay. your family. Um, uh, uh, I'm uh, married to Sindhu. Sindhu is my wife since uh, 1996. Uh, it's going to be 25 years next year. And uh, yeah, we're small. We're a small family. We don't have kids, but uh, I stay with uh, my parents. I, I don't know whether I stay with my parents. My parents stay with me, but I consider it that way. So we are a small <laughs> unit, and uh, yeah, I have uh, three siblings. I have three sisters. Uh, very wonderful family, attached very closely knit. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's my family background, and uh, yeah, I've uh, been staying in my yeah. parental home since now. Uh, it's going to be forty-one years. Uh, is it 41 yeah 41 years since 1979 yeah. uh, we've been in this place uh, it's it's base station for me it's like mothership pretty much mothership yeah and bangalore is my town yeah <laughs> very much yeah <laughs> i know and really uh, uh, you you said you, you already said uh, told me that you are in yeah. a music room uh, music is uh, quite an integral part of you isn't it i mean we were roommates uh, for two years and uh, I think our music interests were poles apart, but ah. <laughs> but uh, you're still a big <laughs> you're still a big fan of I guess the the vinyl and the pure form of listening. Yeah. Share your likes and your yeah, particularly your wonderful music room that you have, which yeah. I visited once. Uh, Sridhar, we're not so poles apart. Yeah, maybe in college we were poles <laughs> apart, but now when I look up at my collection, I think there are a lot of things that you used to listen to, which is part of my collection today. I'm a big fan of uh, a lot of those uh, tracks, especially Hindi. Yeah, yeah, music is a yeah. big part. And yeah, I have to give a lot of credit to KRC for music. That's important. Uh, I would say that uh, a very big amount of what I have as a taste in music came from KRAC. It came from uh, several of our classmates. Many of them introduced yeah. me to different genres. Um, and um, that I carried with always, you know, I always had this dream that I need to, you know, take back this identity of mine, the musical side of mine all through life. And um, the opportunities came uh, yeah. in my professional times when I, when I could afford to put together something that I wanted to uh, have for life. So, yeah, um, uh, one is the musical taste uh, in terms of, you know, at that time, of course, because of the age and uh, and the and the company, I was into a lot of Western music. But um, gradually, maybe as part of aging, I started finding that I started appreciating Indian music a lot and especially Indian classical music. Yeah. Uh, so it started with Hindustani. Um, our very good classmate, Shrikar Balakrishna, he introduced me to... Right. Hindustani music. In fact, in 2008, he introduced me to my music teacher who, from whom I've been learning to play the tabla now for almost 12 years. Uh, so that is another facet that came in. And at the same time, I felt that I wanted to invest in, in listening quality. So uh, I built this listening room um, and that got driven with the equipment I purchased. So the equipment I purchased recommended that there were certain things that my room should have. So I yeah. then uh, decided to somehow get that going. And when my wife and I decided to build uh, another additional floor in my house, we set aside uh, a portion of it and built a listening room. So I, I have a listening room, which is dimensioned as per the golden ratios of acoustics and put together a music system, not all by myself, a yeah. lot of good 
you know, good support came from people who know about uh, iFidelity. My neighbor, for instance, and some of his friends helped me, you know, pick my equipment and craft it and learn about acoustics. Today, by the way, I am on almost five uh, hi-fi uh, audio uh, Facebook groups. And, uh, you know, so the input continues. <laughs> yeah. And my musical taste is uh, spread. I mean, I, I, I listen to Western rock. I listen to Hindi I listen to uh, Hindi old, Hindi new. I listen to Kannada. I listen to Hindustani music, Indian classical, Carnatic music, all of them. Yeah. So it's been, uh, it's, it's been, yeah, that's my musical journey. That's pretty much my musical journey. It's Yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned about uh, uh, tastes in music developed during college. And I think at least at that time with the way the admission norms were we we had people from literally every part of the country and uh, different parts of the world as well and i think that also helped uh, bring uh, some of their music uh, literally into our rooms uh, particularly in the hostels right? i think right i think that also played a big uh, big factor into into shaping up our listening at least uh, you you used to the you you got used to the sound. That's correct. Yeah, I know it pervaded. Yeah, it was always present that... like an operating system in the hostel blocks. There was always music playing. Yeah, that's... yeah, yeah. And and uh, and I know that yeah yeah. You, like you mentioned, you are into that purest form of listening. So, what, uh, do you are you into audio streaming at all? Uh, so, are you onto any of uh, these platforms? Or are you? still chase the rare albums in uh, physical actually format. i haven't gone to streaming streamer uh, partly because i don't understand it very much and uh, also because uh, much of mm-hmm. my investment in understanding uh, high fidelity sound and reproduction was all set when uh, cd's were in vogue and uh, after that i continued to focus yeah. on uh, cd music though i i have an apparatus that can take care of uh, other formats of listening but somehow i still feel that uh, the traditional uh, vinyls and uh, cd's are the ones which give the best quality sound and yes yes there's a lot of equipment that yeah. goes into it yeah. yeah so i'm not into streaming as much as i am into traditional music in fact unfortunately I, my cassettes are uh, kind of going down i mean most of them are losing their uh, you know magnetic uh, yeah. their, you know the whole the, the, the whole thing is coming off yeah. But yeah, yeah. Same. I still listen Same. to the yeah. uh, CDs and uh, vinyls. That's pretty much my thing. Great. Uh, and moving to sports, right? I think yeah, you already mentioned uh, uh, used to play hockey together, and uh, now you. Uh, I think at least a good part of the group knows you famously as a <laughs> marathoner. Share your journey. How how did how did running start as a as a yeah? So that's a, that's something that I would love to talk about. Um, uh, a lot of my fitness roots <laughs> go back to KRAC. I have very very funny history about it. Uh, you will not believe some of that history. It sounds almost funny. Uh, yeah, hockey was something that I had as as a child. I mean, my my father introduced me to hockey way back when I was in junior school. And uh, right. uh, the school where we both of uh, both of us studied was uh, was one of those leading uh, sporting yeah. institutions, uh, and were known for a lot of sportsmen. And hockey was a right. huge sport. We had so many teams: A team, B team, and C team. It was very competitive. In fact, you know, we had some of the best right. players. We even had a India India level player with us in junior batches. Yeah. So I right. carried that hockey yeah. with me, and that was there, and that was one of the sports. But I, I was also interested in a lot of other sports. I was trained. Uh, when I was a child to play basketball uh, by an Olympian, uh, Indian Olympian here in Jayanagar. So I knew how to play basketball. 
I learned swimming professionally from a professional coach uh, when I was a very small child in Jayanagar when the pool opened here. So there was always sports in my life. So sport, sport and sporting was always there in my life. Now, we had a very strange experience in college. You know, uh, my father told me that, hey, you know what, you're, you're playing hockey, but I'm not sure if you can bring that sport back when you come to Bangalore. Why didn't you start learning tennis? So I caught hold of Hari Prasad, our bachelor. Okay. Uh, and we both started trying to play tennis in, yeah. in the third year. And uh, to our dismay, we found that we were very, very, uh, you know, not physically ready to play tennis. I couldn't clear the net. And so somebody who was waiting by the right. sidelines called me and said, hey, listen, you know what? First go to the gym and, you know, go and uh, learn to lift some weights and then maybe you can come back here and he threw me out of yeah. there. So we, I then moved to the gym and then gymming became something that I liked. And working out in the gym remained with me for a long time after that. Through college, through the early years of my professional career in Bangalore, I used to enjoy uh, gyms. And it was in the Bangalore gym near right. my place that I first came across running. Running was not a big sport in Bangalore until around 2004, 2008. Somewhere around that time, a uh, couple of runners who used to also come to the gym started talking talking among the group about, you know, hey, you know what, you, you can get into the sport. So right. that's when I got interested. And then the running movement in Bangalore sort of drew us into it. And uh, I started getting to know yeah. about events and then started to know about coaching. Then I had a professional coach who came into my life. And that's how I started running races. And then it became a fever. So... Today, yes. Uh, at this point of time, I would say that my sport is running, and uh, I give it a lot. Uh, I give it a lot of time, and I, yeah, I, um, I run the marathons, and I do at least one or two a year. And yeah, now as well. You're now you and that's correct. Yeah, my wife and I. Yeah, I got her into it. She liked it a lot, and uh, we have a group. Um, which uh, which started growing over time and our head coach requested if both of us could also help other runners and hence we got into a kind of a structured coaching role and uh, yeah i've been coaching people for about 10 years yeah okay. and uh, I, I would say i'm learning and coaching together that's great yeah and uh, just just for the record uh, how many marathons have you run and I think you have globe-trotted uh, so Yeah, many that's right. Yeah. In fact, a lot of our travels in the last five to eight years have been around <laughs> marathons. We always try to have a race when, um, uh, you know, if you're doing a vacation, we've got to make sure that there's an event of running around it. Yeah, I have, uh, yeah, I, I have okay. run about um, uh, 20 full marathons to date and uh, several half marathons. Oh. I, I won't keep a track of them because they fall, also form a part of my training. And um, I have run uh, the Bombay Marathon for 10 consecutive years since 2011. I ran the 10th one this year in January, fortunately before COVID hit us. Uh, so that is something that I treasure a lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, I have also run uh, a race in Hong Kong. I've run a race in San Francisco. And I also managed a 10K run in Venice. Uh, there was an organized race in Venice in Italy in 2016 and uh, managed to do that. And it was an interesting race. It was a moonlight race. It started at uh, 10 in the night. Yeah. So those, yeah, those are the... Was, was, that the same, was that the same trip then you went on the yes. cycling? Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah, in fact, there's another fellow marathoner in Bangalore who organizes these, uh, what she calls as active holidays where you get to travel to a location in Europe oh. and you also combine it with a sporting event. So uh, she had this, okay. this opportunity where we could cycle uh, between two uh, major cities 
uh, over a period of let's say a week and every day we get to cycle about maybe 30 to 50 kilometers not serious it's more for pleasure and for sightseeing and then um, you know get to see the place as well yeah. so yeah we cycled in tuscany uh, that was uh, that was uh, that was in july of 2016 yeah. uh, so we cycled from the leaning tower of pisa up to florence and that was over um, uh, 6 days and uh, 250 kilometers staying overnight in you know nice hotels in tuscany Yeah, and I wanted to ask Sindhu, I mean, you know that I know her as well. So, was it, did Sindhu take to running yeah. because you were also running? <laughs> I would say that, yeah. I mean, uh, I know they always have this, that, you know, if you have only one runner in the house, it's very difficult for the other person because you're missing most of the mornings. Yeah, she actually, uh, she enjoys uh, the whole fitness thing as much as I do. And uh, uh, there was not a lot of women running at one time in Bangalore. Now it's different. But at one time, let's say 15 years ago, so she needed company and I made sure that I was with her uh, when she wanted to run. And my group was very, uh, you know, very inclusive. So uh, though she was the only girl, uh, we could run uh, and uh, she started running along with uh, the, with my group and uh, she loved the sport. So she continues to do that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we both vanish in the mornings to these runs. Yeah. And I think... <laughs> And I think uh, at least in the last that you mentioned, right, uh, at least in the last 10 plus years, at least in Bangalore, uh, cycling and uh, running have become absolutely serious hobbies, I think, particularly amongst the IT folks uh, yes. that I can relate to. I think these two, one or the other yeah. people are associated with, I think. I think that's very true. In fact, my analysis yeah. is, uh, uh, is that there are two reasons for it. The first reason is that a lot of folks uh, from Bangalore are in the IT business and a lot of folks from IT business get to travel to the US where running has been a sport for the last nearly 50 years. It started as a movement in 70s and uh, somewhere in the late 90s, it started becoming a major sport. So a lot of them have seen their colleagues and bosses in America running and, and they liked it. That's number one. Number two. Uh, Bangalore has weather which is conducive. Uh, it's it's cooler and uh, it's easier to run. Uh, so both of those things got uh, sort of together. And then there were a couple of organizations that did a great uh, yeoman service to runners in Bangalore. There's an organization organization called Runners for Life, which started by making small organized races okay. for people who were interested. And then subsequently, of course, there are more professional groups today. The professional companies today in Bangalore. Who, who encourage it, like NEB Sports. And so. Yep. so that's how the whole revolution has picked up and it's yep. a big sport in Bangalore. You're right. Yeah. Uh, you, you already mentioned uh, about, uh, uh, you know, active holidays. So uh, either that or otherwise, what has been your your best travel memory or memories? Uh, no uh, doubt. No doubt. You, you asked me a very beautiful question. No doubt that um, uh, the vacation in 2016 uh, to Italy uh, was is the best vacation that I would recall uh, for several reasons. Uh, one, uh, it was with family. Uh, you know, my trip to Italy uh, in an earlier time in 1999 yeah. was uh, on work. And I swore at that time that I'm going to come back with my wife because that's yeah. the kind of place I want to see with my family. So it was a pre-planned thing. So that was when... Uh, and the yeah. second thing was that I also got a chance to have my younger sister's family come down so she and her children could be part of it. 
and a portion of the vacation was with the whole family and a portion of the vacation was on fitness and you know being active so the first half was all the big cities and you know all the usual touristy places but the second half as you as you had asked me about tuscany so we did the cycling in tuscany yeah. i would say that was uh, a very very momentous one month we spent in italy uh, in addition of course this, the, the country is famous for tourism they got fantastic food they got wonderful locations yeah uh, and we we got to stay in very very niche yeah. places uh, we didn't uh, spend as much time in rome or venice as much as we spent in a town Uh, which is near uh, the Vesuvius mountain yeah we stayed at a place yeah. called sorrento uh, not even in sorrento which is off the napolitan bay we stayed in a village uh, in the mountains which was simply fabulous simply fabulous yeah i would say that was okay. my most memorable vacation to date yeah great <laughs> i i think that probably has inspired your uh... your uh, obsession i oh, should say right, for oh, i should well. mention this uh, <laughs> when we were on this cycling trip in tuscany <laughs> and when me and my wife thought that we were doing a great job of you know cycling in the mountains and you know with all our fitness we were surprised when we saw these <laughs> uh, these guys on these super speed bikes whizzing past us up the hill whizzing past us and then we checked into one of the hotels uh, in a place called monte catini Uh, we were going to put our cycle outside and the guy said no 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 okay. you need to park your cycle in the in in the garage and uh, they led us into a room and we were surprised yeah. beyond uh, you know beyond our wits there is this beautiful room which is air conditioned and there are these high end cycles which are parked there and they said that oh. hey you know what these are the bikes belonging to a team called dimension data and they are training for the tour de france which is going to happen in a few right. weeks from now and we got to actually see the guy who won the tour de france in 2014 there was a guy, italian guy there there was a cycle and a yellow jersey there. so that got got, got us so excited wow. and interested that we started following the sport and uh, since then we don't miss a single year of watching the tour de france on television yeah 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 great sport <laughs> great So what's on your bucket list Srini then what's okay, on your bucket list Okay it's 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 a mixed bag I mean uh, first and foremost is that yes uh, over the last uh, let's say 10 15 years I realized that um, I I want to make sure that I do a whole host of things beyond just work so there is work which is a major chunk of life then there are these passions uh, like music and fitness and travel and so forth so if I were to put together a bucket list that's of course not uh, not completely made as yet but i would say that i would like to uh, travel yeah. to more places and more so in india i have not traveled a lot in india i haven't seen sections of india at all like for instance i've never been beyond calcutta on the east i have not seen uh, rajasthan i have not seen gujarat properly so one of the things is i would like to travel in india i would like to travel to the yeah. rural rural areas I want to get into sporting events in those areas. I'd like to run in those places, and uh, that's one thing in my bucket list. Second is I have right. lots of uh, lots of plans as far as my audio side of my of my listening is concerned. I, I have big dreams. I don't know when I'll get the budget for it, but I hope to enhance what I have with yeah. me. And, uh, yeah, and I want to connect Fantastic. with uh, more of my friends, and uh, you know, as many of them are realizing their own interests, I want to be part of it. um and i hope i should be able to be part of that yeah i right. would say those are some of the things on my bucket list 
Great. I, I really hope you, you achieve those uh, training. Uh, and that's a, what, what would you say has been kind of, let's say, the wackiest thing you've done? Uh, wackiest things after college. Uh, can't say much. On the professional side, it's been very sort of copybook for most of my, my life uh, on the professional side. Uh, yeah. I would say that starting my own business was, was a big tectonic movement. Um, it was never in my life, uh, never listed right. in my life when I started. I never imagined that when I joined the companies after college that I would ever even ever come out of them. And the decision to take, right. uh, to come out of uh, a, a, a corporate life and start a business, I would consider that as a big decision. It was a very big decision for me. And it's still an adventure. I would still call it an adventure. It's not going to be right. over. The adventure side is not yet over. Anywhere in my life. Yeah. So I would say that was, yeah, I know. But, I would say that that is, I, I think that I would call it yeah. as my Sorry. most wacky move of life. Uh, otherwise, uh, otherwise I would say, no, I don't have a, I'm not a very, I'm a reasonably conservative guy. And uh, <laughs> uh, I've pretty been. A, you know. and, and what would you say? Yeah. And what would you say has been your, let's say, biggest setback? Setbacks and regrets. Okay. I would say that I have uh, I have not taken a lot of risks when it came to uh, uh, the companies I worked for when I worked in the first twenty years. I could have uh, been more open about uh, you know traveling and working in other cities other than Bangalore and even working abroad. There were opportunities and I decided not to take them up. So I would say that to some extent I regret that. I felt that it would it would have helped me. Uh, in in my outlook, in my in my own view of the world, and other people, if I had worked in more places than Bangalore, I would say that was that is that is something uh, that I feel is something I could have done better. Barring that, no, I won't I won't say any serious regrets. I think I led okay. the life I want to. Pretty much, yeah. Fantastic. Um, and uh, uh, in in just a. Uh, uh, Looking ahead, uh, in terms of what what would be, let's say, aspirations as a professional, or uh, and also as in your in your personal goals. Uh, and you did mention your your bucket list, but outside of that, what's uh, what are aspirations, let's say, in your professional? Yeah, uh, uh, Shida, yes, I I have uh, now been an entrepreneur for ten years, and I didn't expect uh, it to take this long for me to take off in a proper way. Uh, I took my time. I took. Uh, some amount of time to you know take risks and grow my business uh, i can i can say with some level of confidence today that i am a reasonably established player in my business today and i hope to take my business to greater heights okay. uh, not just in uh, not just in terms of you know my own uh, uh, in, in terms of what i get from the business but also in terms of what uh, my 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 employees my customers will get uh, one of the things that I had always was that I I was yeah. looking at having a more diversified business. I wanted my business to have more than just mechanical in it. I wanted to have more of civil architecture and those kind of uh, branch outs. That's still very much in my dream. That's part of my bucket list. I mean, right. That was my view when I started. I have not yet made moves in those areas. So long term, I would be very happy if I can grow my business laterally to include all of engineering. So that would be something that I would look forward to. Okay, so I thought uh, let's have some uh, 
some fun moments and this is uh, something a little bit cliched but uh, hopefully have some fun uh, i thought you can yeah. have a shot at some rapid fire questions it's a okay let me so okay <laughs> okay <yeah. laughs> so oh, okay. where did you meet your wife actually i met my wife uh, through the matrimonial column uh, but uh, yeah literally i met her at a restaurant called casa piccola in bangalore uh, way back in 1995 december of 1995 okay Okay. What's your favorite uh, quote? I would say that I will uh, I will take the uh, the quote from what uh, Steve Jobs said about you know uh, chasing your own passion and not being part of another person's vision. Uh, I would say that uh, that quote of Steve Jobs is the most inspired inspiring right. speech uh, inspiring quote that I have uh, I have I have in, uh, understood and internalized. Oh, okay. Great. What's a habit that has ah, left you since college? Okay, I I got a I'm a stickler for making lists, and um, I even get my leg pulled for it. I ha- I have this uh, Franklin planner <laughs> that I uh, that I got just after I joined my second company, and it's now uh, almost 18 years. I still buy the refills, and I still write my list of things to do in the morning and tick them off in the evening. Yeah, that's that's my addiction. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and I actually need to get rid of that habit. <laughs> I am uh, I'm I, I, I'm very mechanical in my methods. <laughs> uh, I I I just don't have a way to do it. Uh, you know, more impromptu. I'd rather like to have more freedom uh, in terms of you know uh, doing things off the fly and uh, afford to change things when I have okay. things like that. Yeah. Um, one thing you hate. Um, I hate working on Saturdays. I still work on Saturdays. Uh, I hate it. I I just look forward that someday I'll stop working on Saturdays and get some time for myself. Uh, oh, Bangalore traffic! I thought you would say Bangalore traffic. <laughs> I just I love it as much as I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I miss it, but I hate it all the time. <laughs> okay, what's your favorite food or snack? Uh, no, I, I eat a lot. Eat uh, is, my yeah. favorite anytime snack is uh, are nuts. I mean, I always carry a box of almonds and raisins with me wherever I go oh. in my car, and I munch on them all the time. They are my evening snack when I drive yeah. back home. And what what's your favorite music? I, I know you mention a lot, but if you had to pick one, is it either as a genre or a group? Uh, what, what's, what's I would say that the favorite? that the music that I love the most is Hindustani classical. Um, it is the deepest and the richest form of music that I've come across in my life. Uh, there are lots of them. I can't uh, put a finger on any okay. one, but I think that is the genre that. that I yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Uh, what's a book or website or whatever else okay that's interesting i just that? finished reading a book that i loved very much in the audible series so that i could beat my favorite bangalore traffic by not concentrating on it and listening to a book while driving uh, and that is uh, a short history of nearly everything by bill bryson i love that book i read it on ten times yeah right <laughs> yeah So, what's your next, uh, or at least planned travel destination post? Okay. Uh, uh, I I believe that I will have to make some work trips to Pune. Uh, but if I'm uh, but if I'm given a chance, I think a right. trip to America is due. I haven't been to that country since two thousand and thirteen, I believe, and uh, I miss going there. Yeah. 
I miss going there. I I, I look okay. forward to it, especially the hikes, treks, and the runs there among the friends and family. Yeah, <laughs> and. and if possible how do you describe kerosene uh, uh, it is uh, it, it, if for me it is the transformational uh, institution and overall i think it's a fantastic engineering college right. okay so that kind of concludes my rapid fire <laughs> and i just want to close it out uh, just a few few short questions uh, so if uh, the kids of uh, batchmates or batchmate themselves were to approach you what would be the topics you can help them with first i would be um, i would say that I, i i would want to know what they're passionate about and uh, what makes what what is it that they feel that they are right. good at and would like to make you know what what is the field they'd like to get into so I, i mean i'm not necessarily saying that somebody should become an engineer or a doctor because that's something familiar to me but i would be very thrilled to know if one yeah. of them or any of those children want to get into something very seriously and i'd love to support them on that area and share with them my knowledge of that area fantastic and uh, what would you be like to be remembered as all right um, i would like to be remembered as a person who is uh, serious about what he does uh, in every way but at the same time can you know yeah. uh, uh take it easy and not get too hooked up to it I'd like to be known as a guy who's serious about his work, but at the same time likes having fun. Yeah. Great. And any closing thoughts, Srini? This is really. I would say time. that uh, it's been. Uh, it's, first of all, it's been fabulous talking to you. I really loved this uh, this Q and A and this interview, uh, Shri. That's it's, it's been lovely. Last forty five minutes. It's forty six minutes. I can't believe we spoke for that that long about myself of all the people. and uh, i would say that um, uh, life is a fabulous opportunity it's beautiful uh, in the 53 years that i have seen it uh, i feel that there's so much to be done and uh, i haven't done a lot and i would love to do a lot more in the years that i have ahead of me and with the help of good friends like yourself and many others i would say that that would be my uh, my the thought that comes to my mind every day fantastic srini uh, so firstly thanks thanks so much uh, for for being uh, batchmate number 1 on the podcast so i hope to uh, catch hold of uh, either directly or indirectly uh, the whole batch over a period of time so uh, thanks so much rini and uh, uh, we will yes. anyway yes you're the most welcome uh, thank you it was a fabulous uh, chat that we had just now and i look forward to hearing more of uh, our classmates talking on this on this network Thanks a lot. Thanks very much. Yeah, yep, thanks. Thank Bye. Bye. Thank you. Oh, we come to the end of the pilot episode. Hope you liked it. Do share your views on the various batch forums on Facebook or WhatsApp or email me at krc89 or at gmail.com. This is Sridhar signing off.